Welcome to Invest Stories, a podcast about real stories, real estate, and taking real action. Join hosts John Cooper and Kyle Robertson as they talk investing, mindset, and taking that first step. We all have a story. What's yours? The Invest Stories Podcast. Boo! Bloody ya! Booyah! Hey, Kyle. What's up, John? How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing really well. How about yourself? Good. Yeah, not too bad. Not too. What bad. have you bit, been up to of... over the last week? I, look, I get to ask your question. What have you been up to oh, over really? the last week, John? Yeah. Nothing. It's been raining. I'm grumpy. No, all good actually. I, I got out running, so that was good. I did seven miles the other day, so I'm getting the miles up, which in is one good. Day? Yeah, in one day, in one in one sitting. I was going to say one sitting. Sitting's not the right word for not running. Not the right word. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> in seven one run. Miles. There you go. Who knew? <laughs> yeah, seven miles sounds awful though. That's, uh, yeah, it's that's a long. A well, do you know what? Running along the bay front and the beach is kind of nice. That would be nice. Grab yeah. a coffee afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. There's are worse a, places to run. Are you a morning workout person? <laughs> I'm first, not first a workout person. Oh, you mean oh, my preferred? Morning, yeah, are I, you a morning runner? I guess I should have. I asked, do. Yeah. yeah, I prefer getting up early, running. Part of that is parking related. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but part sense. of it is, uh, yeah, getting up. I think the last one I did, I started at seven a.m. Ah. It was done by eight thirty. Having a coffee by eight thirty. Sat by the bay, listening to the waves crashing. It's kind of nice. Yeah. Who that knew San wonderful. Diego was so nice? Yeah, yeah, everybody. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, everyone says that, right? <laughs> what have you been up to? More importantly, what have you uh, bought? I, you know, I actually wrote an off, I wrote an offer for the first time in a while, um, in at Amazing. least a month, and it was uh, it's a nice twenty two unit apartment building uh, over in the south, and uh, I'm really excited about it. I should hopefully hear back an answer on my LOI, but it was uh, it was. It's a really nice Class B asset. It's built in 2010. It's uh, actually part of its two stories, part of its three stories, and um, really, really nice units. Um, tenant pays all utilities. Just kind of checks all the boxes for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're trying to upgrade a lot of it because we've bought a lot of Class C properties over the years, and trying to upgrade to some Class B and some Class A. And and uh, our guest Natalie today talked a little bit about having less doors but a higher cash flow. Mm-hmm. which is a direction that my wife and I are trying to go. So we, uh, we're really keeping our fingers crossed. This one, I, I really want this one. That's amazing. Congratulations. Fingers crossed for you. Appreciate it. Yeah, we're, we're dealing with our Big Bear property is under about two feet of snow at the moment. So oh, we had no. guests. We had a guest not being able to make it up the mountain and we had to move their booking and all that kind ah. of stuff. So it's, it is what it is. It's, it'll be great once the, <laughs> once the snow is more manageable. People can go ski and it'll be incredible. Um, so we had to kind of eat that a little bit and just move their booking to later in March, which is fine. You know, what are you going to do? Say no tough. You've got to pay. Punches. Yeah, <laughs> just roll with it. Um, and as you said, we've got uh, Natalie on the call today. Um, Natalie Cloutier, I think I said her last name mm-hmm. um, correctly. And uh, Natalie's amazing. That She's based in Canada. Her and her husband, Rob, are um, investing um, in, in, in developments. They're developing from the ground up. Uh, they're both former architects or current architects, I guess, um, in different, slightly different fields. Um, but they're building um, really, really great properties, fourplexes, duplexes that um with a real kind of focus on quality and a focus on raising a upper community and as kyle said the focus is cash flow um rather than doors and quality over quantity and i think that's a really interesting um 
interesting kind of place to be. And equally uh, interesting is they talk a little bit about, um, or Natalie talks a little bit about private money lending and kind of how she used it to kind of get out of a sticky situation with traditional finance. So that's kind of interesting. And also a ton around like mindset and things like that, right, Kyle? Absolutely. Yeah, and, and she's so interesting. You know, a lot of the things that she talks about in this is uh, is something a lot of aspiring developers want to really pay attention to, or if you've ever even thought about building, you know, build to rent. That's another another method that a lot of people are kind of starting to move over towards, especially as the cost of materials are starting to come down in the market. But check out her website. It's rn-properties.ca. And of course, it'll be in the show notes, but she's got pictures of the different things that her and her husband have built. And these are gorgeous properties. I love mm-hmm. the way that they're not traditional multifamily where you know, very clean defined lines like, um, you know, a duplex where you can see the front door here, the front door there. You know, these look like mansions. I mean, these are really, really classy properties. And, and I love what they're doing. She talks through the, the mindset, how they got started, some of the difficulties that they had right down to where they're at today and a and, uh, total of 28 doors. So um, pretty, pretty neat story. So have a listen. But wait, there's more. Oh, that was my best infomercial (laughs) impression. Um, The other cool bit is Natalie goes into the exact specifications of a two or three bed um, fourplex or duplex and kind of what to look for. It's a tick list of what to look for in a property that has curb appeal and appeal inside. And it's kind of a I I found that really interesting. Um, Absolutely. Before we throw to the episode, usually I go without further ado. Check us out on YouTube. And also follow us on Instagram, Investories Pod, and give us a hello. And if you like this podcast, why not write a five star review and say, Thank you, Kyle. I like your hat. <laughs> it's a beanie. It's a what beanie. Are you, what are you wearing there? What did you call that puffy thing there? Oh, a, a, a gilet, a vest. A, a gilet. A it's vest, a, a vest. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, without further ado. Here's the episode. <laughs> Welcome to Investories, Natalie. Nat- I'm going to start that again. I've already <laughs> messed it up, and I will keep that in. Welcome to Investories, Nat- Natalie Cloutier. Yes. Did I say your last name? As Carl reminds me not to say surname. Yes. Correctly. You actually said it very yes. well. Wow! It was like we rehearsed it just before. We pressed <laughs> Maybe just once. Um, <laughs> Maybe just one. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Natalie. Um, you're up in Canada. Yes, we are in the Great White North. It is very cold here this morning. Or today, actually, Kyle, this afternoon. Is our, <laughs> this is our first Canadian um, interview. Yeah. This is awesome. It's Man, good, we should it? do more. We've, yeah. done, we've done a few other places, but not that many, actually. We should. Uh, and, and I get it. It's cold here. I'm in San Diego. Okay. And I had to wear a gilet today. Or a vest, as you Americans Oh, jeez. Crimea River. What did you call it? A gilet. You had to wear a what? A gilet. A gilet? A gilet. Yeah. Huh. It's like a puffer jacket with no sleeves. It's not that cold. <laughs> yeah, we call, it, we call it a vest. Anyway, yeah, we're getting sidetracked. <laughs> Natalie, welcome to the show. It's great to have you on. Uh, we're really excited. You've, you've got kind of a, a broad um, spectrum of properties, uh, but... I think what's really interesting is your your kind of commitment to providing great housing, building up to the community, and really, really interestingly, investing with your husband, Rob. Mm-hmm. And um, so we want to get into all of that. Um, can you give us the kind of broad strokes of how you got started and, and the kind of route in? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, it started, my husband and I met in college. We were studying architectural technology. Uh, right after college, we wanted to move in together. We ended up buying a basement unit condo. We're not happy with living in that. We wanted a backyard. We were paying a high interest rate. It was a kind of a special government program loan that we got. Um, and so um, we were telling our parents this and our parents kind of told us their trade secret, if you will, about auto construction loans, where you build a house using your sweat equity as a down payment. Um, so we met with a financial advisor. We got that going. We built our house. Uh, we were able to do the plan since that's what we studied in. So we designed a house with like a basement apartment to help pay for expenses because we were we were doing entry level salaries at the time. So we really were nervous about owning a house. Um, and so we did that. We house hacked without even knowing, basically. Um, and then once the apartment was done and it was rented, we were able to get a HELOC. And then we kind of just saw that this was a formula for creating long-term wealth and a business. And so we got into it. We built a second property and so on and so forth uh, until here we are today. It's like 10 years later now. <laughs> and so you guys, sorry, John, you, you guys kind of jumped into this with uh, essentially your goal was to become developers. Am I understanding that correctly? Because, I mean, looking through your website, you guys have a lot of beautiful, beautiful places. Thanks. Um, which are all, for the most part, multifamily. Yes. You know, the way that we look at it, and, you know, it, it's all multifamily from duplexes. I saw quadplexes on there as well. Beautiful construction. They all look relatively new anyhow, you know, within the last so many years. So was that your goal was to become developers? And then, I mean, it started off as house hacking, I guess. Are you guys still house hacking? Well, so yeah, we still live in that same first house that we built and we still have an apartment in the basement just because it makes sense to have that extra income. Um, but it wasn't really our goal to be developers. When we studied in college together, we kind of had this like far off dream of starting a building business. But it was a dream. It was, you know, nothing was concrete and we never thought it would be this because we know we knew nothing about investing at the time. Like I didn't know anything about interest rates, mortgages. It was all learning as I as I went. So um, it wasn't really that like the second property that we built was mostly like, oh, it'll be a retirement fund. It'll be something for later and uh, et cetera. So that's what we did. But then eventually it just all kind of happened on its own and we figured it out as we went and eventually we realized, okay, we're actually investing and this is what's happening and it's a thing. <laughs> so, um, no, it wasn't really planned. I can say, I can't say it was planned. Yeah. I, I can see how that would, I mean, that'd be exciting at the same time you do one and all of a sudden you realize, wow, this is fairly successful. How long after you did that first one did you guys decide, okay, well, let's try our hand at doing another uh, Our first house we built, so this house that we live in now, we built it in 2014. Uh, by the time we did the basement apartment and we, we got into the second one, it was 2016. And then it was 2017. Then we did two in 2018, 2019. And we just kept going one or two a year. Uh, in total, we, we acquired 28 doors so far, not properties, the units. Uh, we sold six. Uh, in the past few years while the prices were, the values were soaring. Um, but um, yeah, it was about one a year for the first uh, couple of years until we, till we really went into a, the groove and made it a full-time gig. <laughs> nice. And, and we're, so these ones that you guys sent 28 units, are these all units that you guys built yourself? Uh, yes, except for two. We did a, a, a traditional burr in uh, 2021 with like a semi-detached duplex, a side-by-side -side duplex that we bought um, renovated, rented out for a year, and then sold in the peak of COVID. Um, so that was our first and only traditional burr. Everything else was built brand new. 
Wow, that's that's good foresight. I mean, especially you know, selling. You said you sold six of them at the kind of the height of the market. Yeah. Great way to yeah, that's that's great foresight. And uh, so it sounds like you and your husband Rob have been doing this since the beginning. Mm-hmm. And was there, I guess, any growing pains in most businesses that begin, especially when you're investing with oh, a yeah. spouse? And I know exactly what that's yeah. like. You know, you can you can you can get some growing pains. There's some differences of opinions and and differences of direction. So, did you guys start to experience some of that? I would assume maybe you still experience some of that, or have you guys gotten a nice, well-oiled machine to where just everything works? Perfectly? Oh God, nothing ever <laughs> works perfectly. Um, so, right. definitely got a lot of growing pains. Um, it's 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 kind of a double-edged sword working with your spouse, right? Where it's amazing. It's an ex- amazing experience. You're growing together. You're working towards common goals. So you get that different level of understanding with your partner um so it's fantastic but at the same time it really tests you it tests your your strength your your um your ability to kind of you know communicate and and whatnot so yeah we went through um some ups and downs um the business itself went through ups and downs obviously like any other and uh, now it's a lot better but we still the place i think where we would clash or butt heads the most is when we're actually designing stuff because we can do Mm -hmm. that's what we studied in we can do our own designs and that's where like i'm usually the girl at the computer drawing because i did that longer after college whereas he went uh, in a different direction but he's more construction side right so he'll tell me how how to draw so that he can build it the way he wants but i have my own so very often we butt heads on that and we're at a point where we're like you know what we should probably start sourcing this out (laughs) but it's been such a huge asset to be able to do our own drawings we don't want to source it out but like we're we're trying to figure that out it's getting better it's um yeah being able to leave our nine to five jobs too has been a big stress reliever both of us have been feeling a lot less pressure and we can kind of more manage everything including our relationship everything gets managed a little bit easier because you have less on your plate to juggle having a kid in the mix though that was a whole other thing <laughs> you don't say right <laughs> but the kid's now 18 months old so we're we're back in a group a good groove now <laughs> it takes time I, I know exactly what that's like and uh cheers to you guys for making that work i'm curious you know just I guess the the structure of your business. Um, do you guys have employees? Would be one question. I've got multiple questions, but do you guys have employees? And how do you and Rob split up your different responsibilities in the company? Right. So we we set up roles and responsibilities a while ago. It was actually one of the things that um, I I would uh, that because I, I I read a lot and so I read that that's something we needed to figure out. So we did. He's definitely more construction project management and I'm now more design. I was also more uh, tenant oriented, you know, DIY landlord stuff, but now we've outsourced that to a property manager. So um, that alone too has been a big uh, ease of stress on our shoulders there. Um, So he's more construction. Like I said, I take care of design, permit applications, you know, things like that. Um, Day-to-day office work, bookkeeping uh, too. So that's how we separate. Um, Plus, since when I got pregnant too, he did hire someone. We have one employee. Um, So that helped a lot too. That that helps separate things. I think it's really good um, to figure that out at the beginning, even if it's not your spouse, even if it's like just... A business partner, someone you're in business with, you kinda you have to figure out those boundaries from the start. Your roles and responsibilities is a big thing because it helps manage and it helps just 
like you said, it just, it, it just helps to kind of stray the boat a little bit, you know, to, to steer the boat a little bit, uh, um, yeah, yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean? I know exactly what, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. I, I think, you know, in speaking with, in speaking business in general, um, real estate investing, yes, but in business in general, I think one of the biggest things that people have problems with and struggle with is when they get to that point where their business becomes bigger than they are, mm-hmm. and then they realize, holy cow, I need to, I need to yep. hire. Did you guys experience, like, at what point did you realize that this business was getting big enough that you needed some more help? What, were there any telltale signs for you? Um, that, it's something that we've been struggling with for a while. We've been wanting to hire someone for a while. The issue that we had is that we didn't want to feel obligated to keep that salary and that person going if, you know, because when we realized that we really needed to, to hire someone was when I got pregnant and I couldn't, cause I would help Rob on site a lot. I would go and help him and do a lot of work too. Um, but now I couldn't do that being pregnant. And then I knew with the kid being at home, I wouldn't be able to do it at all. Um, so that's when we figured it out. But at the, at the same time, we were like, if Rob wants to take time off, cause he took the first six months off with me when we had our son. Um, and so that's when we were like, well, if we want to keep doing that, take some time off, you know, we're doing this business in order to have the freedom of time. And if we want to take time off, then we can't really, because we have to keep someone on the payroll. We have to keep them going and keep taking on more projects. Um, so it was a big debate that we went on back and forth and eventually it just made more sense. We like Rob couldn't do it all on his own. Um, and during COVID too, with the pricing of material and labor, everything went up. We had two, three, three constructions going on. And so Rob, right before we had our son, he burned out, right? He couldn't. And that's when we were like, okay, we're going to take six months off because we were already planning to do that with our son. And after that, if we keep going, we're hiring someone and we'll figure it out. We'll take a client build contract. If we have, if we have to, we'll, we'll figure it out, but he can't keep installing drywall on his own. Let's say it's just not feasible mentally, physically, anything like that. It doesn't work. So when you're at a point like that, um, that's when we realized, you know, that it was too much, but we probably should have done it earlier too. Yeah, no. And, and burnout's a real thing, you know, for anybody listening, you, it's one of those things that you don't see coming. Um, and when it does, it hits hard. And if you don't, you know, problems don't get better with age. I mean, it's, that's a, that's a real thing. And if you start feeling that way, there's, there's just something that you, you got to do something essentially is what it comes down to. And taking that six months off was great. I took off 12 months when I started to burn out on real estate and, um, it gave me some clarity. I I think, did it do that for, for Rob as well? Did it kind of give a good kind of push the reset button type of thing and, and almost re refocus you guys back. Now you guys said, you said that you guys both had had or still have nine to five jobs. It sounds like you guys are done with nine to five jobs. Yeah. Rob quit his in uh, 2018. That's when he decided to work full time in the business and kind of do the labor himself. And, and, you know, we were able to, uh, it was just easier to manage the constructions that way. And I uh, left mine, uh, well, first thing this year. Excellent. What, what industries were you in? Were you in just design? No, I was actually, I had switched over to the federal government. So I was working for the federal government oh. since 2017. Um, and Rob was an estimator for a local, our local lumberyard uh, supplier here. Excellent. Thank you for listening to part one of this uh, amazing interview. Uh, please reach out investoriespodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions or investoriespod on Instagram. Uh, I think also the same on, on TikTok. Reach out, connect. Uh, we're always happy to hear from you happy to get questions and we'd love to get you on the show if you want to come on and discuss 
Uh, any questions you have or anything you're thinking about or any tactics or strategies. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with uh, Tuesday Techers where we're going to dive into the kind of techniques and the strategies and that side of things. So uh, looking forward to connecting with you all tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Investories Podcast. We all have a story. What's yours? The Investories Podcast.